0: Well, if the Chicago Bears are actually going to keep Justin Fields, they don't sound like a team that's trying to keep Justin Fields. Hey, welcome to the show. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. It is the story of the off season: The Chicago Bears with the number one overall pick. Do they keep Justin Fields and trade the number one pick, or do they trade Fields and select Caleb Williams number one overall? Well, Perloff, it wasn't exactly a full force defense of Justin Fields yesterday.
1: No, it feels like we know our answer. We know that they're not into Justin Fields based on, I mean, if you're going to read into subtext, what I don't understand is, and we'll hear the quotes in a second, if they want to trade Justin Fields, should they be saying nothing but glowing things about Justin Fields? So I'm a little confused by the whole Bears media strategy here. Not that it necessarily matters in what the market's going to be. The market's going to be what it's going to be for Justin Fields or for the number one pick. But I don't know if they're playing this game right at the scouting combine.
0: Yeah, it's a tricky position, right? Because you don't want to say, we're so behind Fields, behind Fields, and by the way, goodbye. Why not? Well, and then the other part, you don't want to say, well, you don't want to totally say, listen, we got to take this other guy because then you're kind of lowering Fields' potential mm. trade value. So they're really stuck in a in a hard place here. It's actually a great place to be choosing between these two quarterbacks, but it's a hard place. So Ryan Poles is the general manager of the Chicago Bears. He was speaking yesterday at the Combine. He says he wants to do right by Justin Fields.
2: If we go down that road, um, I want to do right by Justin as well. Uh, No one wants to live in gray. Um, I know that's uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to be in that situation either. So uh, we'll gather the information. We'll move um, as quickly as possible. We're not going to be in a rush um, and see what presents itself and what's best for the organization.
0: All right, he says he's staying transparent with Fields through this process. They have been in contact.
2: That's what makes this situation difficult, right? Uh, So we're trying to be as clear and and honest as as we can in terms of, you know, what we're looking at doing, um, timelines. Um, So we've done that. We've been in in contact with with his team, and we'll continue to do, do that as much as we possibly can.
0: Okay, so they're trying to do the right thing. To be honest, like, and I don't want to sound callous here, you can try to do the right thing by fields. I don't even know what that means. If you're going to trade them, aren't you looking for the best return for the organization, not for the player?
1: Well, I do think that players watch how organizations treat other players. I'm not, you know, Justina Anderson, CBS Sports always writes about that. How you treat your free agents makes a big difference. But that being said... Why are they keeping in contact with him if they're going to keep him? Obviously, there's no way. There's a right. If they zero were keeping him, of course they would be Why are contact. they going to call him and say, hey, <laughs> uh, keep him uh, informed throughout the process? What process? The process <laughs> right. means you're getting traded. And now we know if they really were keeping in contact with him, that's exactly why he unfollowed them on Instagram because they told him we're looking at trade. So there's not even a story here. They are trading Justin Fields.
0: Yes, and the team that has emerged – According to an NBC uh, Bears reporter, Josh Schrock, I believe his name is, he said the Falcons have been in touch about Justin Fields. And listen, it makes all the sense in the world that the Falcons would be in touch about Fields, right? You can get a premium quarterback for maybe a second-round pick, a day-two pick, and yeah, you're going to have to... You know, pick up that fifth-year option, which is twenty million, but maybe you like that better than whoever's going to be there at eight, which is where the Falcons pick.
1: And also, Justin Fields is twenty-four. He could be in this draft with the COVID (laughs) year. Bo Nix and Penix are both twenty-three. So I think that makes perfect sense. Obviously, the odds. Remember, about two weeks ago, Vegas said that the Falcons are minus four hundred for Fields. Right. So that is a perfect fit. Uh, I'm a little disappointed because the fact that Ibraflus wasn't 100% behind him means that there's not going to be this drama. And it's uh, they also said it's going to happen soon before the March 12th trade deadline. Uh, I, one thing you said, though, I do think they have to be careful to say nice things about fields because the trade market is is here. You really don't think they can just lie and blow up fields and then trade them anyway?
0: Uh, well, if you want to be nice to Justin Fields, you compare him to Caleb Williams, which is exactly what Ryan Pols did yesterday. Yeah. He said there are similarities between the USC Heisman Trophy winner and Justin Fields.
2: You know, there's two types of quarterbacks. There's artists and then there's surgeons. Um, so, within that group, you can kind of see who's the artist create that's really creative. Um, it doesn't draw within the lines where there's more of surgeons who are, you know, like your typical, like the Brady's and Peyton's. So, <laughs> Um, You kind of branch them out on those buckets and go from there. So that's where they're, they're similar.
0: I'm sorry. That was not Caleb Williams and Fields. That was Caleb Williams and Patrick Mahomes. My bad. He said they're more like artists. I mean, this is the highest praise that you can give a quarterback right now in this league. You play like Patrick Mahomes. And so if you wanted even more, Evidence that they're yeah. leaning towards Caleb Williams, yeah. maybe you know, comparing him to the generational talent. Yeah, uh, I, I, I get it. And listen, I always thought this was the way they were going to lean. The domino effect of this is quite interesting, uh, because what does this mean for Kirk Cousins and what does this mean for the Steelers? And there's a lot of teams out there, uh, and and quarterbacks who are going to be looking for new homes. I went back and looked off March 10th, 2023. That's the day that it was finalized that the Panthers. We're trading up with the Bears to get the number one pick to select Bryce Young. Mm-hmm. So can we probably expect yeah. around that same time? So, you know, give it give it a week and a half, and we're going to have our answer about where Justin Fields is going.
1: Yeah, uh, and I also I heard Schefter reporting on the, the compensation. We're talking about similar to Sam Darnold, second-round pick, fourth-round pick. Yep. Uh, not, it's interesting. I've not heard first round pick in any of the reporting because the Falcons at eight are too high to give up that first round pick. So let me ask you a question. If you're the bears, is that a good enough offer for Justin Fields? Second, that's good, right? That that's the best they're going to get. It's still worth it.
0: Listen, you know, you've made this point and I'll give you full credit because you deserve it. This is, we're talking about yesterday. The bears brass really kind of told you without telling you like, Hey, we're going to be taking Caleb Williams and we're going to be trading away. Justin Fields. And you've said, listen, the amount of draft capital that you're gonna get for trading the number one pick is gonna be insane. It's yeah. like Herschel Walker type stuff, right? I mean, right. it's just it's gonna be an all time boatload of picks. However, I don't think that's what the Bears I think they want the generational quarterback. Yeah. They gotta stop this. At some point, every team has to get that guy. And it's time for the Bears to finally get that guy. Hopefully it is Caleb Williams. Because they haven't had a Pro Bowl quarterback since the forties. Like this is insane. This is the most important position in this sport. And even if you could work the system and you could try to milk everything out of that number one pick, how about just take the pick and yeah. hope that you get your next Mall?
1: I mean, still, as a fantasy football player, you have to be to get the Giants and the Pay you could trade down twice and get get a hold of two of the worst teams in the league's draft picks for the next two years. That's, that is, it's definitely tempting. I, Ryan Poles was the man of the hour, the Bears GM yesterday. Yep. You have to be, if you're a GM, Maggie, you love making first round draft picks. It has to be so tempting when you see what's out there. Uh, the smart move, of course, is to draft, Caleb Williams, for every reason. You're just saying there's, you're not going to get another shot at a generational guy like this. But as a GM, what all you do is make draft picks. That's your main job. It must be tempting to Ryan Poles. I mean, I'll bet you the the offers they've gotten behind the scenes for that number one pick are insane.
0: Well, probably. All time. Yeah, probably. But again, why are they so good? And why are you looking at Justin Fields gets a day two pick? And you're oh, lo- yeah. wondering why someone would mortgage their entire future for Caleb Williams. I mean, it tells you all you need to know.
1: Yeah. And I. But by the way, I really like Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields' problem has been coaching. I mean, I don't think he's had a great system around him at, at any point. His big problem. He gets sacked way too many times. Yeah, he can't get rid of the ball. So maybe uh, the teams around the league are saying, "Well, this is this is a Chicago problem," which to me is interesting too because
0: they kept the head coach.
1: They kept the head coach. So this Caleb Williams? I know they have a new OC, but are they are they, they going to run into the same problem in Chicago where maybe the the issue is the system and not the quarterback? I think that's going to be, even if we don't have all the drama we want this off season next year it's going to be a great experiment to watch Caleb Williams versus Justin Fields. To me, that's going to be already one of the great storylines.
0: Uh, Matt Eber, Eberflus yesterday, again, sort of tipping the hand while the general manager Ryan Poles is maybe trying to be a little bit diplomatic here because he has to be. But Eberflus said was asked about the most important quality of a quarterback, and he said fourth quarter and end of game situations—that's the separator for me. And quite frankly, that's been the one criticism of Justin Fields has been mistakes in the fourth quarter. Now listen, and in game situations, not all of these are created equal here. You know why were they in these desperate end of game situations? You got to look at the whole team, but there were a couple. Games this year, Cleveland, Denver, a few that you can point to where Justin Fields made some bad decisions and it may have cost him the game. Yeah. One person mm. doesn't ever cost you a, a game, but you know it was a, some sack, fumbles, and stuff like that that he took at the end of games.
1: Well, his second half stats are way worse than his first half stats. He's yeah. a guy who gets off the, of the a, game? You're saying not yeah, the season half. of the game? Uh, once he once he gets off script. I feel like the first 15 is kind to Justin Fields. And then he seems to get out of rhythm and he holds onto the ball too long. So he's a, he's a guy who can be coached early in the game. I I think Justin Fields, just somebody has to tell him to throw the darn ball. He took five sacks in that game against the Packers. That's not exactly going against the 85 bears and the Packers got to him five times and he's super fast. That makes no sense. If I'm a coach, you just got to throw it out of bounds. Something. There's something that's just not connecting here.
0: Yeah, the internal clock not there or whatever. I mean, sometimes. But that...
1: how, how do you know that's not the coach?
0: It could be. It totally could. I Listen, I think Iberflus is gone after this year. Yeah, I know. So... You've been
1: saying that all along. That What, what are they doing here? Why, why do they get rid of their offensive coordinator and keep Iberflus? I don't know.
0: This is like a Bears thing. They do yeah. this. They, they, just, they, they stagger everything when it comes to head coaches and general managers in these cycles. It's just sort of their M.O. Eight five five two one two four CBS eight five five two one two four two two seven. I think two parts of this: Do the Bears owe it to Justin Fields to do right by him? I don't mm. even know what that means. Do right by him, so I guess keep him in the loop and trade him fast. I don't know.
1: Well, it's- probably he wants to go to Atlanta. I'm sure that's. If, if, they're saying maybe it's if you get two second round offers and one's Atlanta and one is say Washington. I'm just making up a team. Sure, uh, it probably wouldn't be Washington. Give me a team or. Nah, I don't know. Whatever team, some random team offers a second round pick. I'm sure Justin Fields wants to go home to a talent-laden Falcons team. Sure, sure. So I think maybe they're going to give him that that right.
0: This is like when, didn't the Chiefs let Tyree Kill choose if he wanted to go to Miami or he wanted to go to the Jets yeah. because the compensation was basically the same yeah, in both yeah. trades? Okay, but that's Tyree Kill.
3: I would assume if you're talking about, because when I, when I heard this, I thought, okay, well, what would not be doing right by him? And I right. guess it would probably be sending him to a place where he won't start where no, if he has to not go... Not doing
0: right by somebody is always sending them to Cleveland. I'm sorry. <laughs> <But> <laughs> and like, I like, Cleveland's fun. But. Right,
3: I know. But, like, but if if Justin Fields, he sees himself as a starter, he's been a starter essentially for three years. If he goes someplace where he has to either compete for the job or they say, hey, we want you to learn for a year and then become the starter, that may be a situation that may be untenable for him. And that would be probably yeah. what he's telling and his agents are communicating with the Bears. If you're going to trade us, trade us someplace where he can go and start next year without having any competition. Also, he's very popular in that Bears locker room. Yes. You you know, DJ
1: Moore has been his main spokesperson. I I think they don't really want fields to get walk away angry and then poison the locker room because I think that offense likes him a lot.
0: So I think that the the first question is about doing right by him. And the second question, is this going to be a decision the Bears are going to regret? Because to be honest, if he does end up going to the Falcons, the odds are better that the Falcons are going to be a playoff team next year than the bears are going to be Oh just yeah. by virtue of the division.
1: Yeah. I, I think the bears would be better with Justin Fields next year too. Uh, ironically, Eberflus might think, well, you know what? We'll probably be seven and 10 again with Caleb Williams, or we might be 10 and seven with Justin Fields. He's a little older. Uh, it, it's a risk, but I, I have a feeling in five years no one's going to look back and say, oh, they shouldn't have taken Caleb Williams. No,
0: see, it's a five-year decision. But yeah. again, like you yeah. wouldn't be surprised if Justin Fields has more immediate success. And Not it,
1: at all. But I, I think we're savvy enough that we wouldn't really judge that because we would know it's short-term, right? Yeah,
0: but there's a lot of fans in Chicago and a lot of fans of the Bears mm. who want them to keep Justin yeah. Fields. So that's going to be something to work through. Are they making a mistake? 855-212-4CBS. And Ryan Pohl says they are going to try to get this done well, they're going to try to um, keep Justin Fields out of the gray, they said. They don't want him to be operating in a gray area. They sound like great bosses, except for the fact they're trading I, your ass out of town. But I, I besides actually, that, they seem like great people.
1: I was very annoyed by Ryan Poles, the Bears GM. Why? He didn't give anybody anything. He's like
0: basically did.
1: He's like full. Well, yeah, but he didn't give. He didn't cause any controversy. He just perfectly handled everything yesterday, kind of like a veteran Andy Reid who answered nothing by. I I just. I want more out of Ryan Poles. I want him to get nervous. I want him to to do something. (laughs) Get nervous. Something stupid. He just went up. He had the entire combine. I saw the picture of how many reporters were there. Calm as could be. You know, had logic by them. He's 38 years old. He's 38 years old. He should be, you know, young and not know what he's doing. He has total command of the situation, which makes it worse for us (laughs) content-wise.
0: Well, (laughs) I, I think better, though, because let's have the Bears be a good team. Yeah, that's better for us. Again, we got to play the long game here. You know, yeah. let's 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 have the Bears be good. You're right. That will give us more content than a than a soundbite at a combine.
1: He does. see I mean, he seems to know what he's doing, and I I think GMS who are a little uh, loose around the turn are more fun for us. I want to see Nick Sirianni types.
3: I mean, like, if you they want 30, you want thirty two Jerry Joneses, basically. Yeah, I want Jerry.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Jesus is in the chat. If you want to watch the show. We are so good-looking. Uh, YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. Really Hey uh, Jesus says, Maggie, maybe Fields doesn't want to be in the cold. So maybe he's doing oh, yeah. right by him, trading him to a warm-weather place. How about a dome? How about Atlanta?
1: Yeah, but the the other team, that the second in odds is Pittsburgh. Would Justin Fields not want to go with Mike Tomlin? That seems like a nice spot, too.
0: I mean, the dude played at Ohio State. He knows what it's like to play in cold weather.
1: Yeah, I mean, he'd probably prefer a dome. One everybody? Yeah, I mean, he's very much from Atlanta. So Atlanta's so perfect. It's going to happen, which is kind of, again, disappointing. We need more chaos here. There's no (laughs) chaos around this situation. There should be, you know, unfollowings on Instagram every day. I I don't know. It just feels like they're going to train him. Everybody's going to shake hands, and it's going to be that. I need something more. I need a twist here, Maggie.
0: Uh, I think one's coming. 855-212-4 CBS. 855-212-4227. It's never that easy, Perloff. You know it. Uh, <laughs> so much to do. It is Wednesday, which means great debate Wednesdays around here. We'll do that in about an hour and forty five minutes. Uh so much combine to get through. Who's lying today? Get to that. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio.
1: Back on Maggie and Perloff, real quick, the odds for Justin Fields, the number one team by a Miles, the Falcons, uh, number two, Pittsburgh. But in some odds, number three is New England. That's where you don't want to go. That's why they were do right by him. Don't trade him to New England because there's no wide receivers. It's really cold. It's an unproven coaching staff. And I know Belichick's gone, but who wants to go to New England? Um, That'd be the worst spot for a quarterback next year.
0: For one year, but don't you have some faith that they're going to be able to turn this thing around? I mean...
1: I know <laughs> I, I don't know I, I'm not sure I'm not sure we're going to see it there I would hope so
0: listen the but... odds are not good that you go from having one of the all-time great coaches Bill Belichick I don't care what anyone yeah. says he's yeah. one of the all-time great coaches he might be ornery but he's one of the all-time greats and the next guy's just going to be also awesome well it's I like, mean, what is this the Packers yeah, quarterback Pack, I was about to it's say the Packers. Quarterback.
1: but the thing about yeah New England has no wide receivers uh, they're really starting over in every way. Atlanta's sitting there. It's it's a crown jewel of quarterback destinations. You have all that talent around you. It's indoors. So I do think that by doing right by Justin Fields, if it's a similar pick, they'll send him to Atlanta. I just, and I think, it's a, I think it does matter because I know as a fact there are a lot of guys who love Justin Fields in okay, Chicago. But
0: I'm not doing that if I'm a GM. And I'm sorry if this sounds cold or calculating or Machiavellian or anything. But I'm not doing that, especially not to someone in the NFC. It's like, great, I want Justin Fields, let me trade him away to Atlanta so that at some point we can meet each other in the divisional round and then, what, he beats us and I look like a fool or whatever? I want to trade this person to the other conference as my first first and foremost – I don't if, know. We're talking like, about Atlanta. If the compensation and Tri- is equal.
1: We're talking about Atlanta and Chicago. <laughs> what are the odds that that meeting in the divisional round? Are we still going to be alive when that happens?
0: <laughs> hey, listen, <laughs> you know how things change quickly in the NFL.
1: Not that quickly. Let's- yeah, they don't change for, for those two franchises.
0: Well, f- with Caleb Williams, with the Bears, I mean, you're projecting that this is going to be a good thing, no? <sighs>
1: uh, I am not super high on that marriage. I just honestly, I can't. I love Caleb Williams. I think he's a generational prospect, but I have seen so many Bears quarterbacks over the last 30 years, just not deliver on their promise.
0: Okay. So what does that look like though? Let's flesh that out. If you're saying that Caleb Williams and the Bears, this is not going to go well. What does that, what does that mean? Put pencil to paper here. He's gone in four years.
1: I, I think it's going to be similar to Trevor Lawrence, where it's going to have flashes of being great. Maybe make the playoffs, but ultimately, he is not going to be Patrick Mahomes. I think he's going to be middle of the pack. Kind of like, I think basically you're going to see it in Trevor Lawrence. The two are always compared. Uh, that's what you're going to have.
0: Okay, but Trevor Lawrence has been in the league for three years. We have we barely have gotten to know Trevor yeah. Lawrence on the NFL level. Sounds we like can't... what I said yesterday. <laughs> but we all
1: know where the Trevor Lawrence story is going. It's going to be up and down because of that team.
0: I don't think so. I mean, listen, is it going to be up and down? Just oh, like you, any other AFC team, right? No,
1: no. Uh, Who's not, been
0: consistent besides the Chiefs, what the Bills make in the playoffs, but they haven't been consistently winning?
1: I just don't I don't think the ceiling is that high in Jacksonville. I, I think that he, unless they get a new GM, I, I'm not sure where they're going, and I'm not sure it's ever going to hit. Same with uh, Caleb Williams. I don't think he's getting a Super Bowl with Chicago.
0: Not Never getting to a Super Bowl. Okay, no, so there it is.
1: I, I think that... You know, this idea that they got the new Patrick Mahomes. I'd be shocked if Caleb Williams leads this Chicago team, maybe somewhere else later in his career. I mean, listen, your guy Josh Allen is amazing. He can't even get to a Super Bowl. I just don't see it.
0: 855 212 cbs 855 But the question is, could you have seen it with Justin Fields? Like, that's, oh, that's God, the no. question <laughs> that's right in front of <laughs> no, the Bears and everyone's no. saying, absolutely not. Uh, let's no. go to the phones. Mike is in Baltimore. Good morning, Mike. How you doing, sir?
4: How y'all doing? You know what? What was the topic? Because, you know what? I was um, listening to another sister station, so I'm called the wrong one, man. Well,
0: the topic was radio callers and their contribution to the show.
4: Oh, okay.
0: (laughs) I'm just kidding, dude. Uh, Well, you're in Baltimore, so you have to be feeling pretty good about things.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, fantastic.
0: So we got that. I put him on hold. I didn't hang up on him. I don't have the heart to do that.
1: Wait, can I ask? Can, you, can we put him through? Actually? Yeah,
0: Mike. Sorry, you're back, dude.
1: Hey, I have a question for you, Mike. Yes. Justin Uh huh? System player. Why are you going right. to pay up? Because this is a guy who is a journeyman, and all of a sudden is awesome. Isn't that why is Baltimore going to pay anybody? They can make. They can bring. EJ and Bilotti into the into the room and make them all pro defensive players. So Sneaky
0: I, athletic, these two. I got a quick, I got
1: a quick get off time.
4: Like we've had a hard time getting an edge rusher, man. I mean, I mean, getting somebody that could um, uh, get sacks. So really, you know, have you? We've really had a hard time, you know. And so, like I said, he's a, he's he's a keeper. And so, you know, there's talk about you know franchising or whatever or, or, or whatever. You know, they try to get a long term deal or whatever. But um, like I said, you know, he's he's something that we haven't had, which is you know, somebody that can consistent sack. So you know, we don't we just can't bring him in and plug him in and, and the next man up. Uh, don't it don't work like that in Baltimore. We've we, we've had a drought. <laughs> hmm.
1: Huh, that's interesting. I always think of Terrell Suggs as, as a high sacks team. I just feel like Baltimore doesn't need to pay anybody. They can get rid of everyone and just you put on that Ravens uniform and you're awesome yeah, on defense.
0: Yeah, well, that was like more that, about man. Clowney and Van Oy and these we, guys they picked off the
4: case, Scrappy. That was the case, man. They come here and they be an instant um, a wide receiver. Man, we've had, a, we've had a hard time at wide receiver over the years. Huh? Well, that's one of the rare yeah. things that we, we haven't been able to draft uh consistently. So yeah, they don't just put on that Raven uniform and and uh, next man up they become superstars. We we got some we got some problems. <laughs>
0: well, like lots of problems. Don't know what radio show you're calling into. Ravens can't get a consistent sack guy. It's Wednesday, I feel it. I get it.
3: I every every call I pick up, I always start with CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> what do you want to tell Maggie and Proloff? So, I don't know what to say.
0: Listen, you know,
3: and sometimes people want to talk about something that we're not talking about, and I put them through sometimes. So, I don't know.
0: <laughs>
3: Shout out to Mike, I guess, but that that's and the
0: weird Ravens, Matty Beke so, Matt yes. And he went from so he was the third round pick of the Ravens. So he's been there for four years, and he yeah. and he's consistently gone up in production. I, I yeah, think, I mean, this out of is the nowhere. kind of guy you do pay.
1: No, no, you're the Raven. This is this this entire off season, we're gonna every media member makes the same mistake. They get excited about buying free agents, and the good teams get rid of free agents, like the great Patriots teams. They never paid anybody. The Ravens really don't pay anybody. No,
0: but you keep your own guys.
1: Mm, do they? They, uh, like, they like guys out of the building all the time. And then they, they stink at their next place. I, I think BK, I remember Paul Kruger was the ultimate guy who had a ton of sacks in Baltimore and then left for a big paycheck and never got another sack his whole life.
3: I think Montevike, and we'll see, and you could be right about the system player thing because, you know, the Ravens always have great defenses. But he, he is, in some ways, the unicorn that a lot of defenses look for, which is yeah. an interior pass rusher. Like, no, he's awesome. Like, like, like the edge guys are maybe a little easier to find. The guys who can rack up sacks, but guys on the inside getting 13 sacks is usually what you look for. Now, will he go somewhere else and put up this kind of production? Maybe Heck not. No. Right. So that's maybe the question. But for them, he might be very valuable because of that. You got yeah. an interior pass rusher. You can really manipulate the pocket in a way that really makes it tough. quarterback. Don't forget
0: they had and Ngata too there.
3: Yeah. Well, but even he best. wasn't like a thirteen sack guy. You know, he was No,
0: he was a run stuff. Yeah. But
3: he was a first
1: round pick who immediately hit where you know, Matabiki didn't do anything at first. Uh they also like they'll give away Patrick Queen and Queen will be a disappointment for someone next year. That's how this they're like Braves <laughs> pitchers, trust me. the Eagles have gotten stuck with former Ravens before. Anyway, that's my Which is funny though, rant. because
0: they traded for Roquan Smith and made him the highest paid linebacker.
1: And yeah. that worked out for him. Yeah. They they got Roquan, they saw something there. But do you think queen will be gone? Do you think that anybody who leaves that defense gets worse? It's just the way it is.
0: Andrew Bogus is here with headlines. Good morning, folks. You know, which radio show you're on, right?
1: Eh, we'll see.
0: <laughs> uh, headlines
5: are sponsored by progressive insurance. Looking for a career path with flexibility and great pay and benefits. Go to progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. the Dallas Mavericks, had a 10-point lead with four minutes left last night in Cleveland. Then Max Struce hit four threes in 67 seconds to rescue the Cavs. They would then trade shots and the lead. It looked like Dallas got the final shot. P.J. Washington's lay-in with 2.6 seconds left. But as we all know, 2.6 seconds is plenty of time for Max Struce. 2.6 to go! They're out. For Mark Followell on Bally Sports Southwest, a 59 foot buzzer beater for Strews for a 121 119 Cavs win. Head coach J.B. Bickerstaff on his favorite, Max.
2: That's who Max is. Um, and it's as simple sometimes as chasing down a loose ball or, you know, making an extra rotation. Like, Max never quits.
5: Strews finished with 21. Luca had 45 points and 14 assists in defeat. The Heat win streak is five after a 106-96 win in Portland. Jimmy Butler scoring 22 after serving that one-game suspension for fighting the Pelicans. The Thunder win streak is six after handling the Rockets, 112-95. Shea Gilgis-Alexander with 31. And the Warriors, 123-112 winners in Washington. Those Wizards joined Oof. the Pistons at the bottom of the NBA Oof. at 9-49. and
3: These teams, like, did they not get the memo that last year was a year to tank or, like, <laughs> this year? They're just bad. I know. They prefer know. not to be this right? way. the last well, it was time the Detroit, Wizards were Bradley, good? Beal, which is, were you, you know, Gilbert well, Arenas. Worse, but. Yeah, you were there, right? I don't know.
0: Well, Beal and John Wall together, I believe, Did they have won a, a playoff series. They
3: definitely won maybe two years they won a playoff series.
0: They showed up in all black, remember? They, like, they were going to a funeral. Yeah,
3: and in fact, they should have beat the Celtics the year they lost in game. They should have went to the Eastern Conference Finals one year.
0: Uh, yeah. And when I was there, Gilbert Arenas they ha- was really exciting. I mean, he was a great player. It's just a total nut job.
3: Yeah. yeah, it's tough. It's that's a
1: tough franchise. We could all get yeah. that. Definitely. Oh, I've man, never man, met like man. a random Wizards fan <laughs> in my life. <laughs>
0: no, <laughs> not even people from D.C.
1: Oh, they're not into it locally.
0: Well, um, no, I don't think, I think so. they're way more into the Nationals, obviously, Commanders, football, and then um, that's they're into the team. Capitals.
3: Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah. my girlfriend's brother is from you know Baltimore, so he's. Big into all the sports except basketball because of the wizards because yeah. of how terrible they build they've things. even
0: They've even done that thing where they really try to pander to the like home crowd. They like you know signed Juan Dixon and Steve Blake. He's like that's not gonna work.
3: <laughs> just every player that's played in At Maryland, George, Georgetown, Maryland, <laughs> yeah. everybody in that little area just come on? Everybody thirteenth man on the roster still can't. Bring anybody
1: out. No. So, by the way, the they have the longest active conference finals drought—forty-four seasons since they've been to the conference finals. <laughs> oh my finals.
0: god, yeah. that makes the Jets look like the the, the Patriots. And they've Dynasty. had
3: number one picks, like they've had Kwame Brown, they, right? Yeah, oh. Kwame Brown. You had Boy, John Michael Wall. Jordan for that. They had Michael Jordan. They traded for Chris Weber, who was a number one hmm. pick. It's not oh. like they've had nobody. Like they've had. Stars. Well, what
0: was Beal too?
3: Beal was like a, a number three, I think. A three. He was right. a top three pick. I love that Weber Rashid
1: Wallace team. That I was into the that team, but then that blew apart pretty quickly like John too. John
0: Wall would have been number one. That's why right? I, yeah, yeah, that, I said yeah, Wall first. I said yeah,
1: yeah. Forty-four. The next is Charlotte Hornets at thirty-three. So there's no one even close. Except uh, wait, here's the longest finals drought: Kings seventy-two seasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah. Going back to the Casey Royals, mm-hmm. I didn't know that that was one continuous franchise. That's a long time back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I thought Bogus was doing the
3: updates they it. It KC Royals or the Cincinnati Royals? Um, yeah, the
0: Rochester Royals. Sorry, you're right. The
3: Cincinnati ago. Royals. I was thinking the yeah. baseball team. <laughs> 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 I was like, no, because I thought there might be two St. Louis Cardinals. I was like, oh, there's that too. And they yeah. that's cool.
1: The Atlanta Hawks are due to make the finals. It's been 62
3: years, so maybe that's <sighs> this is their year. Shout out to Bob Pettit. <laughs> that's who probably led them last time man,
0: lucky them uh, you guys
5: may remember that the Eagles did not finish this past NFL season well, they were 10-1 but then the dreaded delayed effects of February dry heat set in and they never recovered <laughs> yep. head coach Nick Sirianni didn't have the answers because apparently there are none there's not a book that is written on this is how you lead, right? people yeah. lead in, in different ways Big Dom might want to drive old Nicky to a
3: bookstore because the biggest <laughs> section
5: there is probably
3: leadership books. Yeah, I know. Nick uh, probably has a book on leadership. Every, doesn't every coach have a book on leadership <laughs> right. at this point?
0: Most coaches write books on leadership. Right, exactly. do I know. he
3: probably wrote one himself.
0: <laughs> I guess I, this is funny because it's really fun to poke, poke at Nick Sariani because his press conferences just sound so drippy. But I know what he meant. There's not one way to lead, but But there's definitely books on leadership. With that
5: first sentence, he got there eventually, but the open was not strong. No one's written a book on leadership. You
0: know what? No one's ever written a book on religion. (laughs) We should probably get on that.
1: Or relationships.
0: (laughs) (laughs) How do I be a better husband? (laughs) Yes, and diets.
1: But we can all admit, none of those leadership books are worth much. I mean, I've read a hundred of those, and they're all kind of the same.
0: Is there anything you've learned from a leadership No, book?
1: it's like a self-help book. You 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 get the information in your head, and it lasts about a week, and then it's just gone. I'm
0: trying to think if there's ever been a self-help book that I've read that has actually worked. I'm not really big on that. One book was a guy wrote about habits. That was interesting. And if you have bad habits, how to break them.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, uh, and then how long does that last, though?
0: 20 seconds and I was running guns (laughs) to Cuba. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Um, Bottle of Jack a day.
5: mm, If there are no books for Nick Sirianni, he's at least got a quarterback.
6: Jalen needs to lead how he needs to lead. And and I think he's done a a great job. Uh, of doing so, um, and he'll and he'll get just like he has done in other things. He'll get better at you know that part of his game, and he'll get better at, just because I know that he'll continue to work on getting better at, no matter what what part of the game uh, he he needs to work at. And it's if-
0: always like a middle school kid who just like is just filibustering the answer, like hey Timmy, yeah. what do you think about uh you know uh George Washington? It's like well he was great he. Chopped down a cherry tree. He deserved the day.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: he led the troops in the revolution, and they won. The end. Like, it sounds like that.
3: I yeah. mean, I know I've made fun of Mike McCarthy, uh, but having had to listen to that, Press conference from Nick Fury, Sirianni. He is definitely the worst person to, have to listen to in terms of all the NFL coaches. It's, press conference. It is rough. And it's a
0: real that neck a and good, neck race that was a there. It's a photo for him finish yesterday. between him and McCarthy. Like
3: he didn't actually say anything controversial, but like just the way he like presents yeah. what he's trying to say is so awkward.
0: When you're not making the Super Bowl, it really sounds right. like.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, lucky for him, I think the Eagles are something's brewing there. Whoa. A big trade? You guys yeah, say on, what you want Eagles about train? Nick Sirianni. What Howie came up to the podium yesterday and said, it's back on. I'm telling you, you guys say what do you want about Sirianni. This team
3: could be really good next year. Over under week uh, 10 that prologged off the Eagles bandwagon. The have... Vegas is
4: not
0: even taken those back. Well, you get how,
3: back on the bandwagon? You because how is that
1: too? Howie and I are lockstep. Is that true?
0: This
5: is how we know this.
0: Okay, a couple weeks ago, Perloff wanted to root for the Chiefs. Wow, yeah, that's the, team Eagles, in the Super Bowl. That's
1: the Eagles West. It's Andy Reid and and the Kelsey brothers. Mm, I They're know. Basically What's the difference? The Eagles. <laughs> yes, I mean that's basically the the Spagnuolo. That's all former Eagles. I can root for them. What's no, the difference?
0: They beat you in the Super Bowl.
1: I what did I say was the problem besides fatigue all year long? <laughs> their back, their back four is really bad. And how he came up and said, "Watch out, we are going to fix that secondary." And if they do, I mean, oh, that was right it. Back. That was the only problem was the secondary, the, literally the only problem. Did
0: he really say, "Watch out"?
1: He <laughs> basically back. he basically said we were really young in the secondary and we're not going to let that happen again.
0: Mount up. They were old in
3: secondary last
1: year. The old guys got hurt. He basically said Bradbury's gone. And he's like, by the end of the year, we're like, we had a bunch of rookies playing, and that's never going to happen again. We're going to fix this. Everyone knew what was going on. Basically, when Sam Howell throws for 400 yards twice against you, something's got to change personnel-wise. They're going to be much better next year. I don't care what Nick Sirianni says in the press conference. He's just a puppet for Howie Roseman anyway. Well, that's true. It's <laughs> yeah, just funny so.
0: because Eagles West and the Kansas City Chiefs won a Super Bowl with a couple rookies playing in the secondary. Mm.
1: They Not did pretty exactly well, yeah. I honestly, I, yeah, they were much better players than the Eagles had in the secondary last year. I think the Eagles are going to fix a lot this year. Roseman basically came up and said what happened last year was an aberration. And I, I kind of leaned towards, yes, you guys make fun of Sirianni all you want. But wait we a will. Hold on. You you said they were the weakest 10-in-1 team
5: ever. Yeah, yeah They defense was terrible. Ship. You were grasping at straws Yeah, Strauss but then for... they just
1: they just hired Vic Fangio. So that's it. <laughs> that's it. They, they did a They're having a really good offseason so far. Because they got Fangio? They got Fangio. Well, Kellen Moore is a huge upgrade from the guy they had last year. Yeah, they're they're looking good.
0: Well, I mean, they also had your number one wide receiver <sighs> had to call into a radio station the other day to clear up that he has any personal issues with the quarterback. Some of the things are going great.
1: Uh, a crazy wide receiver? Does that ever stop any team from winning a football game? That's par for the course. That, uh, AJ Brown, I mean, what what do you expect from him? He screams at everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, where to get And you. now he's <laughs> screaming at our boss, Spike Eskin. Yeah, <laughs> that means nothing. Right.
1: This is
3: all good. I don't all think, good.
0: I don't think you get to go back on the Eagles bandwagon this fast. I never, I, I, I just I wanted, said
3: that. I want him back on the Eagles bandwagon, because when the switch-up changes, it's going to be so glorious, because we'll have all this tape of how they're going to turn everything around. <laughs> but this
5: is it. It's February 28th. This is you redeclaring your Eagle fandom. It be, is were,
1: this is day zero? I was realistic. When you know your team is falling off a cliff, You what were realistic. was I supposed to You blame the February weather <laughs> on December issues. I knew that. They, Maggie, did I not know that they were in huge trouble?
0: It's fine. You can know your team's in trouble. You can't then choose to root for the team that beat your team in the Super Bowl at the first sign of trouble.
1: Why did I? No, no, no. I waited till they got through Baltimore to root for kids before <laughs> well, they got be their ass
0: by the 49ers and the Ravens.
1: Let me say, like, I, I wasn't like a Week Fourteen Chiefs fan. I was a Super Bowl Week Chiefs fan. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs>
0: What yeah, else
5: we is. got, Bogus? Uh, men's College Hoops, BYU snapping number seven, Kansas's 19-game home win streak by a score that I did not write down. And the Pittsburgh Penguins <laughs> on a three-game. <laughs> a million to a million and one. <laughs> uh, a wild and the game. Pittsburgh Penguins on a three-game win streak. This one was a 4-3 final in OT in Vancouver. The game winner from Eric Carlson. Back to you Kick guys. save saving
0: a beauty, Bogus. Wow.
3: Now, I'm like mm-hmm. trying to guess what the score was. I know. In that game. I'm like,
0: what could it have been? Let's yeah. all take a guess. and then BYU vote.
3: definitely scored more. Oh, I actually watched the end of this game. So I'm like disqualified. I kind of know.
0: I think the final score between Baylor and BYU.
3: Oh, that was the early Kansas, game, right? I'm right? oh, sorry, I actually, Kansas.
0: I'm sorry, Kansas. It was an upset. Kansas against BYU, I think it was 78 65. they are
5: so close. Really? So close. Yep. Little smaller margin, but you're in the neighborhood. What does Pete always say? Right pew, wrong church, or wrong pew, right church? Yeah, that makes more sense.
0: 78,
5: 71. Uh, no, but you're almost there.
0: You could just tell me that.
5: 76, 68. Yeah. Okay.
0: It was a great game. It was, yeah. <laughs> no not what the final score, score is. Yeah. Whoever, <laughs> was,
3: yeah, who cares what the score was? It was a good game. It
0: was glorious. 855, thank you, Bookish. 855 212 cbs 855-212-4227. Stephen Jones speaking to the media yesterday. What did the Cowboys, what do we call him?
3: EVP, I think is his official title.
0: Executive Vice President, what did he have to say? We'll tell you next. know that music time for our Cowboys quickie Steven Jones. At the scouting combine. Talking about extensions and new deals. With Dak, with CD lamb. With Micah Parsons it's here.
6: We are, you know, obviously between Dak and between Micah and CD. It's, you know, the salary caps real for us, uh, you know, with those three guys. You know, in a situation where we want to, you know, do deals with all three of them. So, you know, you get to do everything you want to do with the salary cap. I don't think any team does. But, uh, you know, we're certainly going to be able to, uh, you know, go out and go to work and, and, and get the things done that we feel like we need to get done to be successful.
0: All right. Well, have no fear. Stephen Jones hasn't even thought about life without Dak Prescott.
6: Uh, we won't get our whole thing with Dak is him being a cowboy. That's all that's on our mind. and uh, Certainly don't get into those type of thoughts.
0: And finally, Stephen Jones though will not provide regular updates about Dak Prescott. Shockingly, the Cowboys are not going to do this through the media.
6: We won't be, you know, we won't be expounding on those type of things with our negotiation. I mean, that's obviously something, you know, as we move forward. You know, hopefully we'll continue to. Uh, make progress and communicate, but it's not going to be something, you know. Sorry to tell you guys, but we're not going to be giving reports on how things are going.
0: That's your Cowboy Quickie.
1: <laughs> Worst all-in Cowboys offseason of all time. Yeah, I
0: was like, where's all... Get me Jerry. Oh Steven out of the way. Get Jerry wherever he is, some yacht in the international waters. Get him off the bus. We need Jerry on this one.
1: I think it's uh, it's really disappointing because... The salary cap went up, so why can't we get a star in Dallas? We need somebody. Don't just resign everybody. I know you have to, but well, well, that's not going to do anything. That's not going to get them above twelve and five.
0: That's the that's the baseline, right? First things first. You got to do a deal with Dak. Then you got to do a deal with Ceedee Lamb, and you got to deal with do a deal with Parsons. Those are the givens. See, when I hear all in, I'm I don't think that should mean hey, we're signing our own guys. Like if you're a fan of this team. That's exactly what you're expecting to do. Congratulations. You drafted well. You found a franchise quarterback. Well, the Dak stuff has been totally messed up. You found CeeDee Lamb in the first round. You found Michael Parsons in the first round. Of course you're going to re-sign these guys. That that you don't get credit for that. That's that's an obvious one.
1: Yeah, but he, I think the issue with all Cowboys fans and pretty much the whole country is they're just keep hitting this wall. So how do you get over this wall? Do you have to do something differently? Is this something differently to not resign Dak Prescott, or I'm not sure. They they seem to need a radical move, and unfortunately, I don't know if there is one to make.
0: Oh, I don't think they they I don't think they think they need a no. radical move at all because they would have fired Mike McCarthy, which wouldn't have even been mm. that radical. And instead, they kept him, keeping everything status quo. I mean, listen, Dak got over on them a second time. You know, he's got the leverage now because his cap number is so big that they have to do an extension with him, and so he's going to be able to.
1: You know, I mean, he was second in MVP voting. He had a really good year. Yep. I think 36 touchdowns, nine picks.
0: I know, but ask the fan base if they think they're winning with Dak Prescott. And I think you will, winning a Super Bowl. Yeah. And I think you'll get a very split answer.
1: Yeah, I mean, that I, I'm a bit of a Dak defender. There's obviously a lot going on right there. Dan Quinn's defense completely, just totally imploded against Green Bay. I, I blame your Buffalo Bills because they showed the formula for beating Dallas. Just run it right down their throat. They're sure. too small up front. So there's a lot going on wrong there. Yeah, it's, uh, I really want it all in. I don't know why. I let Jerry fool me. Maggie. Yeah,
0: you can't do this, Perloff. You well, can't just, fall for Jerry's tricks.
1: Uh, it's, unfortunately, Stephen is a, a pretty conservative team builder. Kick everything down, the, the uh, kick the can down the road on all the salary cap. Have these huge bonuses that rate to 10 years from now. And then sign somebody. Bring in, bring in two stars. That's what I, I want to do. Sign Derrick Henry makes no sense. A thirty-year old running back, just be like,
0: stupid. What do you want? Be the, silly. What?
1: Just something. I, I just I really think the Cowboys need to shake it up, uh, and I think you agree with that. They need to. They really. It might be too late now because they bring back McCarthy, but still, do something. Give me give me something that's different than what they've been doing the last five years.
0: Yeah, I don't think they want to do anything different. I think they love being twelve and five. I think they love being twelve and five. They love stringing you along, Cowboy fan. They love giving you these little kernels of hope and staying relevant. And they know the media is going to bite because there's so many Dallas Cowboy fans all over the country. So when we try to talk about something that everyone cares about, a lot of times it's Dallas. And they are keeping you in this state of limbo where they are... They are, on paper, good enough to win a Super Bowl, but they haven't done it. And they just keep you coming back for more and back for more. It's, it's 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 sadomasochism.
1: But even that, are they going to be able to keep up 12 wins a year? That's an incredibly high rate. That's higher than 95% of the NFL. I
0: know, which is exactly the other thing they'll hang their head on. They'll say it ain't broke.
1: Well, they yeah. And we one of the reasons they're in the NFC East and the Giants and the Commanders are so awful, that yes, helps them a lot. These
5: two teams <laughs> that can't helps get you, out of their own way. They can't
1: keep it 12 for a while, but... Yeah, I, I still, I just want them to make, I want Jerry to run the show now. Forget Steven. Don't even put Steven out there. You're right. I need to hear Jerry come out and say, I love my quarterback, but uh, let's add this guy, that guy, and the other guy.
0: I I think that there, there isn't even a guy to add. Like, this is the part with the quarterback situ- situation that got so messed up. Even if they wanted to move on, what, what where? Where are they going? Kirk Cousins? The same thing as that.
3: And I guess for, when, one thing, I think about too is where is the massive upgrade they need? Like I, I guess a second receiver would be probably. Oh, the, oh definitely. God, you know, so, better so running back. Of course, he had the CD Lamb has gotten way. Yeah, so that's that's got to be I think where they focus. But it's not it's not going to be easy. I mean. You know, Dak Prescott has this huge cap number. They're gonna have to try to figure out C.D. Lamb. You know, you he, know he, he's gonna get another big payday. He's making seventeen million already in terms of the cap number for next year. So they
1: need a killer linebacker against the run, they, and they need, need a guy
0: who can do well, that. And that's Mike Zimmer. He's a yeah. big linebacker guy. So yeah. more than Dan Quinn.
1: Right, they need somebody who the kind of you mentioned Roquan Smith earlier in the show. Somebody who's gonna just chase down everybody. Fred they would need their Fred Warner. I think they thought at one point Van Der Esch might be that, but he can't say healthy. So they, they definitely need some help on defense to stop the run. I like it. Mike Zimmer. Okay, that's give me something. Get me excited, Maggie. No,
0: I'm not doing that for the Cowboys this year. Yes. You're getting you will. Nothing from Are you me. sure
1: you you sure you could go all off season without one moment and one flicker of hope?
0: Not this girl. Coming up, who is the best non-quarterback in the NFL? Here's one person's opinion.